BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Live from Estopanol Inn. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Welcome to the Vamos Morados Podcast on the State of Louisville Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach. I'm here with my buddy Ben. I talked over you. I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> I've been trying to do that the same way lately. You know, anyway. I thought you were mixing it up. That's on me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> this is that. This is that patented back and forth that the people listen to us for. <laughs> uh, we had a good week. I thought overall, it's not a perfect week. I, I would have appreciated two more points out of the week, but I, I'm not. I'm not angry. Yeah, no, not 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 too angry. I mean, there's well, actually, I'm, on, so. I'm angry about one thing, but that's in the news section. Uh, the results wise, I'm not super angry. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm eager to get into it. I have things I want to complain about or an individual I want to complain about. So let's, before we do that, we got to talk about what we're into this week. And Zach, I need to hear what are you into? I think I think Bitten's into hating this week. OK, I uh... <laughs> I'm into the fair this week or last last week. Uh, we uh, we took Chuck to the Kentucky State Fair uh, last weekend for the for the end of the fair, and it was a blast. She had a good time. She got to pet a horse right in the face. Uh, she she saw some pigs. She saw uh, some cows, which she, she loved. Uh, she saw some sheep's which she was absolutely terrified of, which I think is funny because she was just fine with the pigs and the cows. <laughs> Something about the sheeps Chuck found deeply unsettling on like a, a, a primal level. Uh, flight. We got to see the duck ladder, which is my, uh, my favorite, but have we talked about the duck ladder? I think we, I think you it to, came you up. You told me about it. that. The, uh, the watch party. I had never yeah. heard of that. You shared a picture to me. The, the, the duck ladder is, I, I think, I think it is 
I, I thought it was just the thing all the state fairs did. I think it might specifically be a Kentucky State Fair thing, but they got a little, they got this little, there, there's a, if people have not seen the duck ladder, there's like a tub of water. It's got a little platform on it with some stairs in the back. And then it goes across the top and then there's a slide going back down to the water and they dangle a, a thing of food out over the top of the slide, right exactly at duckling height. So they get on their tippy toes to get the food and then they slide down the slide back into the water and it's adorable. But it's torture because they're hungry and they're trying to eat. I mean, they get some pretty good bites. They're All usually right, they're getting, they're getting something. Yeah. Uh, I read that, that uh, on the duck ladder, it mentioned that the ducks leave the fair twice as large as they arrive to the fair. So they're, they're eating, they're fed. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Got to see some quilts, love some quilts, too much photography. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and throw that down. It's, it's too easy to take a picture on your phone and submit it so that you can get free tickets to the fair. Uh, I think, I think we need a limit on the photography section of the fair. <laughs> Must use you a gotta actually camera. paint a picture or something. I say this as a person who enjoys photography. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. What, what, what about you, Ben? What, what have you been into this past week? Well, I'm into Colorado. I, I'm going to go to Denver this upcoming weekend. We got some friends living Ooh. out there, and uh, go Colorado is a place. Uh, huh? You gonna go to Red Rocks? My dad's really pushing for it. They went recently, and he's like obsessed. Um, so I'm not sure what we'll do, but yeah, I'm just really interested to check it out. It always seems like a really like cool place. I just want to see like uh, cool nature. I'm really interested in experiencing the altitude. Never, uh, never been in a situation like that. So I'm curious it's what that's crazy. gonna be like. So. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. And by the way, there's a soccer match happening out that way, too. So we're going to take a little uh, little trip on down to Colorado Springs. And I'm going to be in person for Louisville City in Colorado Springs. Oh, um, road so warrior. That was, that was not the basis of the trip. It was just a very happy coincidence. So I'm looking forward to that. And in fact, um, I was talking with Amadou Dia after the, um, the Roots match, and he was telling me his... His um, family has a restaurant in, in Denver, and so he gave it to me, uh, like he gave me the name of it. So I'm, I was really excited. I'm like, I want to check it out. And I told my wife that, and she's like, we can't make the whole trip soccer. Ben, I'll, I'll I am, when, I am proud of how casually you name dropped just sort of chatting with Dia. Did, would you, were you able to Were you able to snag a uh, DJ Nitschel's jersey off him? I did not know. He wasn't he wasn't dressed because he's injured. I was at the media thing. It's like this free jersey. It, it, it should have an extra. He didn't have one. He was, he was in street clothes. Anyway, so I saw him and I said hi, and I um, and I you know I, I told him like you know I'm sorry about your injury or whatnot. Um, but he and he mentioned that he was uh he was going there because his family's out there, and I'm like oh I'm actually going to be at that that match too, and that's where he told me about it. So good guy, good guy. I'm sad he's out. Probably would have been fun to play in his home state, but you win some, you lose some. Yeah, well, let do you know when he's as he's working back from the injury if he needs to clown on some over thirty dudes in order to, to get some confidence back he's always welcome to join on monday nights that would be hilarious we gotta get uh we gotta get a player uh, out there one of these days send him, send him down to triple a to rehab that's <laughs> a good analogy i love it i love it <laughs> all right we, we're, we're over five minutes in and we haven't talked about this louisville city versus oakland roots match which i'm very excited oh, to talk match. about because uh can every game there's be a lot there turtles night yeah, it's like the opposite of beach night, which apparently uh, Becky Morgan didn't know what beach night was. So 
had let oh, her know. I, I'm jealous. I, I, I wish... I, there was a time where I didn't know either. I was there. <laughs> It'll go down in a lore. That's actually, I thought of it. I'm like, that's one of my off-season pieces I want to do. I want to write up like the history of like what Beach Night is. So it's just like, <laughs> it's out there. So we'll see what I can find out, what a- antidotes I can get, little fun pictures, stories. Fun, that would be fun, that would be a fun article. Yeah, so actually that's on my my to-do list for the uh for the off season. But uh anyway, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle night. Where do you want to start with this one? Do you want were you wanting to talk about the kits or you want to dive right into this match? I did have one funny little aside. So the kits are currently being auctioned off right now. Um and I did notice for the foundation. For the foundation, Good they cost. have one blank kit along with all of the signed which <laughs> I wonder if that is Dia's kit. There, there's one blank one. No, and then his, the rest his, of them are I saw his is listed. I, cre- uh, I creeped on the okay. list. I think it's pretty much like everybody uh, on the team has one. I did feel bad that there were at, at, as of when I checked it this afternoon, there were multiple kits that were going for less than the blank one. <laughs> oh, really? I think, I guess <laughs> people thought maybe that'd be the, the cheapest one. Well, then they okay, so added up. Just talking about me personally, I would, rather have the blank one because i want to get it to wear it and and i don't want to just like slowly wash away the signature every time i i wear it and put it in the washing machine so i, I think uh i can understand but yeah it's, i do feel <laughs> i do feel bad that there were a couple players whose signature does appear to have lowered the price of the jersey yeah, all right I, let's I get would... to the good stuff that yeah. one that warm-up kit was pretty great it like was it was awesome sky behind them yeah so it's pretty that would be a that would be a collector's item it's a it's a cool uh, just wild kit like it's just it's just bizarre I I saw a couple of them have got had gotten up there i think like uh toshis They're all pretty much was a like couple hundred fifty last yeah. i checked yeah there's a few uh, of them up there so there was some good money for the for the foundation it'll be good but the uh just... the match itself Let's get into uh, that. I'm excited. Okay, let's get let's get the blood boiling, and then let's uh, let's clown on somebody. First off, I think it was apparent very early on we were clearly the better team. Now we weren't always capitalizing on our opportunities, but we were. I felt for the most part in the driver's seat, and we looked like the stronger side. If you're a neutral viewer, you're probably looking at like, wow, this this team in purple are a lot better than these these guys in white. That was that was my first observation. I was feeling well, I mean, comfortable we did get off early 25 on. Twenty-five shots, which is generally a sign that we're playing well. Yeah, and early on, it seemed like, oh my god, we're on pace for something crazy like that. And it, and it did very much continue that way. I think, you know, I mean, Oakland, to their credit, got their shots as well. But like, it was us. And uh, yeah, Paul, air quote, the wall, Blanchette. I don't know if I was saying his last name right, and I frankly do not care. First off. The dude is, he's 29 years old. Now, if you look at him. I can't believe thought, I am older than this man. And this man, this man was, legitimately looks 45 years old. I was going to say, if you thought he was 45, I mean, there's probably plenty of other people like you that thought that. Because even before all the shenanigans, which we'll get into momentarily, I look at my seatmates. I'm like, who's this boomer and goal? And I'm like, I had to look his age up because I'm like, all right, this dude's at least 40. I mean, like, he's got the knees chance. of a 45-year-old at least. Apparently. Apparently. So I was already ragging on this guy beforehand. By the way, if you're a boomer listening to this, sorry. Don't mean to use that in a derogatory term, but uh your generation start to fight, making fun of us for participation trophies and avocado toast. But Paul, 
man, it, like, he started doing the time wasting early. I think the first time he did it was like 10, 15 minutes in. He fell to the ground. And I'm like, what's this dude doing? Like, what's happening here? And then. Versus, like, the, like, you don't see that from keepers generally. Yeah. I, keepers kind of have like, to be tough. <laughs> that <laughs> like, early, in order to like, play soccer. Like when it's late in the game and you're trying to like hold on to a draw or or lead or something like that, like there's a level of gamesmanship I understand there, but be doing it that early, I like I had to blink and like look closely. I'm like, is that really happening? Is he really you doing do not that? see like yeah, you see keepers like dive on balls, go, go down to try to like waste time in the game. You do not see keepers like flop to try to earn earn calls in, in the first half <laughs> like now, almost ever we'll circle back and we'll talk about the officiating officiating shenanigans out because right now i want to keep my focus on on poly boy um how many times did he go down through that i'm so glad the fans started booing the shit out of him because i swear to god this is the most pathetic performance i have seen on a soccer pitch period that includes our adult league it is so shameful you gotta I would have be, some self-respect, right? I would be at a certain fuming point. if he was on my team. I'd be absolutely livid. I don't care if he's good at keeping the ball in the net. He made a few good saves. I'm, you know, I can admit that much. Well, and I'll throw this out there because I'm sure this is going to come up. Niall McCabe is no stranger to making sure that the ref is aware that the contact happens, but Niall does not roll around on the ground screaming, holding his knee. He like goes down, tries to get to the call, and then gets back up and keeps playing the game, which is like what you do as a professional. Neymar looks tough compared to him. Neymar's the king of that bullshit. This guy is an absolute disgrace. And the fact that the USL, like, uh, social media accounts were trying to hype him up, like, their accounts got ratioed because our fans are diving in, they're talking shit about him. Paul of the fall. (laughs) An absolute clown. Horrible, horrible. He made a beeline off that pitch after they lost too, which I thought was beautiful. Paul I would have been so mad if that man got any points from Lynn Family Stadium. I'm usually pretty reserved watching these matches, but I was really getting into it. I was yelling, cussing. I was invested. My voice was hoarse afterwards. He got me pretty triggered. <laughs> I hate that man. I, I, I will throw a fit if we ever signed him for some bizarre reason. <laughs> I would lose it. I would, I would make my displeasure known. I mean, he wouldn't even be third in the lineup not, <laughs> for not, Global it's City. Gonna, it's so, not going to happen, but I had to throw it yeah. out there that it's not acceptable. If we signed him right now, he'd be fourth on the depth chart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But... Anyway, so we obviously have those shenanigans going on. And the other set of shenanigans was the officiating. And I hate that this is a reoccurring theme that we have to talk about this season. But what the hell was that goal, no goal situation? Like, what was your take on what happened there? I mean, it's cool that the league has added VAR, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, like, I don't know. It was weird. Like, as an official, you you handled that. As far as, like, keeping control of the stadium, 
that was handled the worst it could have possibly been. I think like if you make that call real quick, like right as the contact happens, like before everyone has pumped the stadium up and started celebrating, that probably goes down way different than if you let like if you call the goal and then let the the stadium get hyped uh and then like take it back afterwards uh like that's you you have now put a giant target on your own back <laughs> like as far as the the stadium goes you have you have become the main character of the game uh, they undermine their own legitimacy and also so cuz what it does when you do it like that is i think you have opened up opened yourself up to i think the worst thing a ref can do which is making a call based on the aftermath rather than making a call based on the play uh because like it seems pretty clearly that in real time he thought that was a goal and then like he saw (laughs) paul the man overcoming an allergy to, to the ball grass the wind uh like writhing around in pain and then changed his call just based on what the aftermath looked like which is like the worst thing you can do as a ref it's not not the way you do things like you have to catch that in real time or 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 not at all it's like we don't have var those are judgment calls you gotta make it real speed uh i because like there it's not that there wasn't contact there but the thing that he was rolling around holding was not the thing that ever came into contact with anyone. You watch that slow-mo. He doesn't even land weird on his knee. It was 100%. He saw that the ball went in the goal and just like tried to pretend to be more hurt than he was to, to get the call. And then it works. <laughs> yeah. Like you watch the replay and that's exactly what goes on there because the, uh, the only goal later in the game where he also tried to <laughs> pretend like he got hit to get the ball when it was like clear that he did not get the call. He hopped right back up and went about his business. Yeah. So like, yeah. that's what would have happened had the, had the ref not like had the ref been more confident with his call in that first situation. So to me, like, if sorry, that Evan, goal... he did not hurt his knee. So how like watching it in real time, if they in real time said it was a no goal, I don't think we would have been talking about this. Like, I mean, it, it, it when it happens quick, you have to make a call. Like, was it, you know, whether that was right or wrong, like I, there's, there's a part of me that can understand that. And it probably wouldn't have been a big, a big thing we'd be talking about. But the fact that they called the goal, let it linger for as long as it did. And like you said, it was very clearly influenced by, by the aftermath, whether he was watching the video board or was just, overcome with with sympathy for for paul injured injured on the ground it's absolutely ridiculous and then you know it, it just took the wind out of the sails and that's the entire reason their goal happened is because so our this team was is just where taken i'm gonna completely step in, out. no matter what went down there like you gotta keep your head in the game until the the halftime whistle, and that's one hundred percent on Louisville City for getting well, taken out of it. But I, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but at the same time, I empathize with them. Like I, I understand. It. I was, I was taken out of it. I was still figuring out, like, what the fuck is going on? And then all of a sudden, they scored. 
I get it. I'm not saying it's right, but I, well, I understand also because it. <laughs> what the team should have noticed, like, because I was like Mr. Downer in our section, because I noticed that the ref was like thinking it over. And so as everyone was like high five and celebrating my section, I was like, I think you guys need to hold on for just a second because it looks like something weird's going on. And like, yeah. Yeah. So as far I, as it I goes, I, like, I don't think it was a completely absurd call. The timing was the worst part because on like on the replay, he does bobble that ball in part because of Jorge like coming into contact with his arm. So it's not like an insane call. I think well, that if, you're goes a, back to... if you're a professional goalkeeper, uh, you should be toughing up to like grab that ball. If someone barely brushes against your elbow, uh, I think that's, that that says bad things about your ability to claim balls as a goalkeeper if you can't hold on to that. But like, I, I think you can make a case for making that call. Uh, right? No, and and I like, and I don't. Just, do I don't. It Thirty seconds later. <laughs> yes, I. That, that's exactly my point. Like, if it was called in real time, he looked at it and said no goal. Like, there's a part of me that understands. Like, like that's fine. But the fact that he called it very confidently called it, and then all of a sudden, so long later, like that's the whole point of being an official. You have to make those split decisions. Like. It's tough. Like, I don't like it's hard. It's a job I don't want, but that's like what the job is. You need to be able to make those calls then and there. And he, he failed to do so. And he just made a mockery of it. I mean, I don't rem I don't recall any other super egregious things beyond that. But I mean, that's just like that's inexcusable. And I'm glad that the OMB one later on didn't get called back for shenanigans. That one, he actually took more of a blow. He got like he got he like meat in the hit crotch or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, that's no reason to call it back. So I'm glad he didn't. Like, I think he learned his lesson from from the crowd, thankfully. So, and now that guy gets to go on. He's doing an NWSL match this weekend. So, good luck to those teams. <laughs> I guess it just goes to show the state of officiating in the, in this country. There's just like not a very deep pool, so you can make a very egregious mistake, and essentially what get a promotion. I mean, okay. I think that's soccer in general. See the Spanish Federation. <laughs> oh, goodness. But uh, I mean, as far as the match, like, what back is to the this action, world if a man can't fail his way upwards? <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, going back to the, the, the match itself, the actual gameplay and not the theatrics of Paul and the incompetence of whoever the official was. Like, yeah, it was so like good, they recovered like, from it. Because I think we were all joking on Twitter, like, man, last year we would go down a goal and I would feel fine because I'd be like, well, we'll just score two. And then this year it's like, that seems like an insurmountable hill to have to score two goals. Uh, so good on them. That looked, that was like a vintage, that looked like old yeah. Louisville City. They they, were, they mean, responded the way they would have in the olden days. And credit to Oakland. I mean, like they're, they're a good team. Like they weren't any, any sort of pushovers. So that, I think this was a good, like start to finish, just like a pretty well, one solid of them was a performance. Pushover. <laughs> I mean, it was one of it them was, a was good very very easy to push over, but yeah, in general, they got a good roster. They got Hackshaw, uh, who's I, he I he has always been a tough matchup for his entire career. Every time, every team he plays on Louisville, he's like trouble for them in the back line. They have Napo, who I think Louisville probably would have like three more wins than they do this season if Napo were still on the roster. <laughs> so. Like tough playing against Napo, uh, uh, yeah, and they're a good team. 
I mean, Neville Hackshaw has been on my wish list um, for us to sign it for a long time. I don't think it makes any sense. It's just purely from the like the perspective of flipping him from from Indy to Louisville City. Like, think he'd be fun to have. I don't think it's ever going to happen, but I could dream. But uh, I mean, no. Shout good out perfor- to Tarek Murad. Murad, we got to. Oh yeah, and there was a heartwarming moment. He he went down like later in the match, and he is stretching him. So Brian Obi is stretching, like yep. you see and- some good camaraderie. And like I leaned over to my wife as that was happening and mentioned like, man, I know they used to be teammates, but I would not trust someone on the other team to stretch out my hamstring. <laughs> yeah. now, oh man, now, I so, thought you were more limber than that. There were more sets of former teammates together. Wilson Harris and Danny Barbarier, Barbarier, however you say his name, one of the defenders on there. And very early on, Wilson Harris came flying and just body checked him. So uh, maybe a little uh, either no law uh, love loss there, or uh, or Wilson just has no sympathy for for ninety minutes for for people <laughs> he once played with. But now, I mean, not a perfect performance. Like what Elijah should have scored probably what twice in the first ten minutes. I mean, he was he had some really really, really close calls. Yeah. So those are ones that you really wish we had, especially after we went went down what we did. But uh, no, Obi comes on. Obi does Obi well, things, made it work. I feel bad we focused on the goalkeeper that made us angry. Uh, Zimla probably is the reason they were able to win that game. <laughs> that that save from here him near the end. That was that was a it great was save. I mean, completely incredible. You just feel comfortable when he's in the net, like. Like he's he's gonna he's he's clearly an above average keeper and he's so young he's still got so much more growing and development so like I'm just really really excited about his future but yeah I mean he I mean that was well that was like a an embarrassment of shot. riches for Louisville City back there this season because yeah. uh, I mean I know he's hurt but Kyle Morton is one of the best keepers in the league uh, Zimla has been in the running for best keeper this season I, I think you would say overall in the league he's definitely like top three. Yeah, um, USL I think just put out something about their like Golden Glove like like list or whatever it was like they put like four or five names out there and he was one of them. Yeah, I mean so, he's he's definitely on the list. Uh, like Danny Fondes was great last season. He's still on the roster. Like yeah, but legitimately deep, definitely best goalkeeper core in the yeah. league probably this this season. That yeah, they have they have three guys who would start on a lot of other teams. Yeah, now. Obviously, we got to talk about the closing of that match because I have been thinking throughout this year, like we haven't had like an absolute just thriller yet. One that you just like you're going to remember for a long time. All uh, like the um, last match we had against um, Sporting Kansas City, two, where Cameron Lancaster scored that goal at the death to win four three. We haven't had one. We like have that not had a, a game while. to fully justify the the vibe of the light show until <laughs> until last weekend yeah and being, who better than oscar like i'm so glad that he's having this kind of like this renaissance a bit this season with this this kind of change in shape and he seems to be have found a stride so for him to to get oh, that goal at the death that throwing too. moment oh my god it was yeah, like that ball such a good like shot yes yeah, such a skilled shot like wow watching the replay on that thing how it curved in but man like i I haven't felt that level of excitement in in a while at the stadium. I mean, that was probably that was probably one of the the top moments that I've been there for. You know, right up there with the two playoff games from last season, which were absolute thrillers in their own right. But uh, 
man, I'm, I'm just, I'm really thrilled for Oscar that, that he got a, a phenomenal moment like that. You know, somebody who has a lot of history with the club. And so, and it, it clearly meant a lot to him in the post. It watched uh, him like team of the week honors. Oh based yeah. On yeah. That performance. Cause it was not just the goal. I mean, had a great game. Yeah. Overall. yeah no, Even yeah. without that goal, he's absolutely probably man of the match. So he's in the running at least. Completely, completely agree. Yeah. And, even afterwards, like when he's doing the the media availability afterwards, which is a good time, like you're going around stuff. He was still like kind of like shaking a bit, like you could just like the adrenaline, like man, like I was just I was just so thrilled for him. It was a really that, cool moment. The camera shot that the team got of like right as after the game of the the light show still going on and like everybody running up and like grabbing him was such a good little bit of footage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was really great. So. It ended up being a really fun night. I was I was quite aggravated for for good portions of it, but I I was invested. And at the end of the day, we we got all three points in in very dramatic fashion. But uh, I actually got to see both goals. I managed to leave the playground at the correct time both times. So, with that win, as of this recording, Louisville City is in fourth place with forty points, twenty six matches played. We're behind the battery. We have a game in hand on them, but they're six points ahead. But it's more the more the issues. Who's right behind us? So right now we are still in that in that we're in that home playoff spot. But right behind us we got Memphis, Indy, and Birmingham. Memphis and Indy have thirty um, eight points each. Memphis has a game in hand though, so a yep, win Memphis from Memphis and hand. they're ahead of us. Yep. Indy we have a game in hand on, but Birmingham Legion we're even on games. We're at thirty six points, so. You know, if we drop points somewhere along the way, they're they're within striking distance. So we have eight matches left. It's it's going to be close. It's it could very well come down to the wire for this team. Now, looking ahead at these eight matches: Colorado Springs, Tampa Bay Rowdies, huge match; San Diego Loyal, Miami FC, Loudon, New Mexico, Hartford, and Tampa Bay. Once more, so Zach. How are you feeling about our prospects of keeping fourth and getting a home playoff match? Can I make you sad? I think we finished. I want you to be honest. If I had to if I had to if I had to pick it, I'd pick fifth. I think I think Memphis probably finishes out ahead of them. I think uh I think they hold off Indy. Um I think Birmingham has also been having a weird stretch, kind of like Louisville City has, so they probably if anything, I would guess they probably mirror Louisville City's results for the rest of the season. I think the teams ahead of them are are not super catchable. I, I say I say they switch places with Memphis, and that's how this season ends. So I'm I'm going to maintain some optimism that we can hold out fourth, and it's largely going to come down to what we can accomplish. Because I imagine that I don't think that Memphis is going to have a purpose stretch, and we need to make sure we we do everything in that we need to do, and that would include. Winning against Miami, Loudon, New Mexico, and Hartford. I think these are all the, I'm going to use air quote, winnable games. Teams that we would expect that we should be beating. Not something that we've done with a lot of regularity this season, but hopefully this team and this this very like final stretch of the season have kind of I mean, turned Miami, over. Miami, Loudon, Hartford are 10th, 11th, and 12th in the East right now. So like yeah. that's, that's as good of a schedule as you could ask for. You get and, two teams against a team ahead of you, uh, two games against a team ahead of you, and uh three games against the bottom three in the table so yep. and new mexico i think is 10th in the west so they're 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 kind of trash as well 
So that leaves Colorado Springs, San Diego, and two Tampa Bay matches. Obviously, we'll we'll circle back to Tampa Bay. This is obviously going to be huge. Colorado Springs, the next match that we have coming up, um, while it's at Colorado Springs, they had three players sent off in their last match. So they are down three Ooh. players that started for them. What a blessing. So <laughs> that uh, that that helps. But still, in my mind, it's a bit of a toss up because I think they're, they're a good team. We're going to their house. So not really fully sure what to expect there. San Diego Loyal are coming to to Louisville. We've we've beat them before. We've beat them at home. We've beat them in third place. I'm I think we have the slight edge, but at the same time, I'm kind of respecting their talent and the fact that I guess there maybe there's a little bit there's a little bit of the emotional element, you know, with them going you know, going away. Maybe maybe there's a little more fight than normal. I guess we didn't actually mention it. they San Diego's owner put up a video, which I thought it was like a it's very cool of the owner to to just like talk about it in the video like that. They have been unable to find any land in San Diego or in the San Di- the greater San Diego area to to build like a practice facility and field and the things that they need to have an academy and and continue forward. And so they are not going to be able to continue on as a team. Yeah. After this season, that's another. Another another team killed by West Coast NIMBYs. That I mean, also anyone the prospect, from building anything in the state of California. The prospect of uh, MLS coming to town probably has doesn't help their situation either, as far as like optimism on, on what kind of definitely not helping the real estate hunts. That there's probably someone else ready to go in and bid above them any anywhere they find. Yeah. So. With all that said, like again, I think they're a good team. I still don't know what to expect from that. I think we have the the slight edge. But that leaves the big ones to me are the Tampa Bay Rowdy matches, and that could re- dictate a lot of our future. So September 9th, we go to Tampa Bay. And then the last match of the season, October 14th, they come here. I mean, those those could be make or break. You win both yeah. of those, I think we're we're looking really good. Where's where's Tampa Bay? They have we win both of those we're matches, hosting a game. Points. That's like a I think that's for sure. I mean, honestly, if we can win both of those, that's a six-point swing in our favor. Like, and if they don't do everything they need to do it in their the rest of their stretch, like, there's a world well, where, where honestly, they drop Honestly, if, if you're just shooting for that fourth or third place, or if you're shooting for keeping the fourth place, like four points out of there, and that that probably gets yeah. the job done for them. Exactly. That's what I was saying. I I think a lot, like of all the matches, those are weighted the most heavily. Partly because, I mean, they're ahead of us in the standings. And also, I think there's also a little bit of an emotional, mental element being able to to topple, though, like that. I mean, they've been legit rivals for us for for several years now. And I think that would, I mean, confidence-wise, that has to do wonders if we're able to go and take points off them, especially if you're going to their house, taking off points. Think about that what's momentum going into the next stretch of games. What'd you say? I said go to what's left of their house. As of right now, their house is underwater. So I guess we'll see. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Like a serious note, like I hope everyone in Florida is doing okay because they appear to have gotten hit. As of when we record this, there is like a hurricane blasting through Florida. So um, like even aside from soccer, like, yes, I hope their stadium's okay. But like, hopefully everyone's doing okay down there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't even tracking on that. Yeah, you're totally right, though. 
Um, so, I mean, theoretically, yeah, I think I saw somebody in, posted because um, I follow a couple Tampa people. So I mentioned that, like, literally the whole area around the stadium is completely flooded right now. Uh, so I guess we'll see if that still happens or not, because that's like what that's 10 days out from right now when we're recording. Yeah. So we will see there. But I, all, all that to say, I think that that Tampa Bay, there's Tampa Bay matches specifically Tampa Bay away will tell us a lot about our prospects. Yeah. We if we lose that Tampa Tampa Bay away, it's gonna look a little grim. Still doable, but grim. So we will we'll, uh, we'll see how that pans out. A little more uncomfortable than I was thinking at the beginning of the season. Yeah, a little bit. No. All right, we talked about Little City long enough. Why don't we go ahead and cut to a commercial break, and when we come back, talk about racing. What's going on with them? So. Good. Stay tuned. Welcome back. Buy some products. Buy some services. Speaking of of, uh, of selling things. Did you know that the people can watch us on YouTube now? I'd not watch. I guess listen to us on YouTube now. Stay Louisville YouTube account. They've been posting everything. So if, if YouTube is a thing you consume media on, uh, go check out Stay Louisville over there. Got- I do it all the time. I pull up music on it, like, you know, and then I have it on in the background tab. So you could do the same thing. Listen to us in our insightful commentary. Hopefully we'll eventually, uh, we'll post, hopefully we eventually post some video full length on there so keep an eye out clean up my that. desk if we're gonna do that it's uh yeah, it i had it all nice and staged for for visuals and then slowly over time my uh my chaotic organization scheme is See, the secret is hold. you just you keep it dark in the background and you put led colored lights and then you don't gotta clean yeah i just need to have like less of my desk visible but oh well people aren't here to listen to that we're, they're here to listen to us talk about racing louisville and their most recent why match. i don't know but <laughs> for them to decide every time someone mentions they listen to the pod i instinctively want to apologize how you feel about this one Benton? so zero zero draw in gotham i think in a vacuum as of when this game was played gotham was in first place uh on the road they were that high they were uh, or at least as of the week before the, the state. Wait, you said fourth. I, I heard first. I'm like, no way. Yeah, they were in first at some point in the last like two weeks. They're they, fourth now but, on 26 points. The Thorns are have 29 points. Yeah, I think they were tied with the Thorns for first when the, oh. when the game. Well, no, because that that's anyway. Uh, oh, they might have been in second. They they have been up. They're good. How about that? Yeah, they've been near the top of the table all season. They're good. I in a vacuum, like a draw on the road against an opponent like Gotham this season is is good. Uh, but it's not really what they needed. <laughs> yeah, I was, was going to push. They're in a position where if they want to make the playoffs, they need more than good for the for this last bit of the season. I, I was going to push back a little bit because, I mean, I think we're at the point now where like context absolutely matters when determining the quality of the match. And you kind of got to it like – they they really need points. They're on the outside looking in, and they don't they don't have the luxury of that. Especially when it just it to me the match felt kind of flat. I mean, they had a few moments. The first but... half was very flat. 
I mean, yeah. yet another game where that two points would have been huge. I mean, if that's a win instead of a draw, they're one point out of playoffs right now. If I'm a Gotham fan, I'm pretty furious that we didn't win that one. They had multiple like big opportunities. I'm thinking specifically there was a moment like at like eight minutes in or so. Should have had that one right before the end of the half. Should have had that one. Pretty strong shot off the posts in in the first half, I remember. Yeah, that was that um, was the one at the end of the first and, half. Like Yeah, I mean big talk about coming up flat. Like Gotham just was all over the box that whole first half. They felt like they had as much time as they wanted on the ball oh, in yeah. the box. We're just sort of dribbling around up top. It was not a very clean. We just uh, like let them into the final third. Yeah. Did not do did, racing. Did not do a good job of controlling the game in that first half and let Gotham just sort of dictate everything much better in the second half. I thought from that standpoint, and you could you could see it in the stats if you look in between the first and second half, like the like the possession statistics, sixty six percent possession for Gotham, but it dropped down to fifty four percent for them in the second. I mean, still, I mean, still not in racing's favor, but better. You know, unfortunately, a lot of our, you know, when you, I, another thing I like to look at context wise of of the possession is where are the accurate passes occurring, and it breaks it down by own half and opposition half. A vast majority was in our own half, which does not paint a pretty picture. And I mean, that kind of matches up with the with the eye test on this one. Like, it like just... I said, couldn't get it past midfield that first half. For yeah, um, but looked better in the second half. As you meant, it turned around. I thought Timby looked really good once she checked in. Um, one really really good opportunity. Uh, she made like a really good run and i don't remember who played the diagonal ball to her but it was like a really good pass to her and got one-on-one with the keeper diagonally and hit what i thought was a really good shot that the keeper just sort of it was one of those where as a keeper you just sort of jump and do this and and hope that the ball hits a limb and it just happened to hit a hand like uh uh i i thought like a good shot from tim b like a good run to get that opportunity and then they also um um, they had a really good opportunity on, uh, cross came in and page, I thought made a very, uh, someone was complaining online that she didn't shoot it, but I, the pass gave, gave them a much better shot than the shot from her yeah. would have been, uh, I know she you're talking about. played an outside the foot pass back to, um, DeMello in the middle of the box. And DeMello was able to get a really good shot off that Gotham player just slid in front of and happened to to catch that 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 was a really good opportunity i thought yeah she even got a follow-up on that because it bounced right back to her yeah well um wong had something similar where she was in possession like right in the middle of the box but like just just didn't end up shooting i don't i I can't recall if if somebody was in her way but like she was in a really good position like right on the you know right in the pk spot pretty much but wasn't able to get they made the adjustments they needed to at halftime um and and i thought like they they played good enough that they could have stolen a point or they could have stolen a win in that second half with some of the opportunities they had. They, I don't they know still would, it still would not have been deserved. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was okay. If you're saying it's not deserved, I'll agree with that point. But yeah. Um, what I mean is they, I mean, they created the opportunities that they, one of those could have gone in and they could have kind of stolen two points there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I guess I'm just, 
given their position, I'm I'm disappointed by the by the outcome, just simply by the nature. It's like we have to get like everything we possibly can. And it, it would have been different if, you know, we we drew and we looked good doing so. I just I just I think we were on, you know, we were looking below average. I think we in, can in pretty desperate position. I mean, minus some big strong finish to the season. Can I think you we can confidently say this season that the team is has the performance has been less than the sum of their parts. Yeah. Uh like especially you look at how well everyone played in the World Cup, you just look at like the the players they add in and the depth of the roster. I think this should be a playoff team based purely on the roster. And so I think miss if they miss the playoffs, I think that has to come back onto the coaching staff in the front office. I agree. I think that's a, that's, that would be completely fair. Who's to say what, what happens there. But I mean, I, I think that they, they shoulder a good bit of blame. Yeah. Cause I think the team has looked better, but they're also, they are a lot better. Um, but like, I think, uh, I think Coach Coach Bjorkegren has struggled to put the best eleven players on the team or on the field all at once. Some of that is injuries. I think some of that is uh, not the best decision making de- depth wise. Um, I, so, I yeah, it it just. As time goes on, it just feels to me like maybe he's not the guy. I I, I don't know that I disagree with that. Yeah. I, I think that's so, I think that's that's fair. He hasn't. I mean, I, he hasn't. Or I I don't think he's he's earned the credit to be given the benefit of the doubt. Does that make sense? Yeah, and he's like had a, time. Like we we've yeah. now had like full off season. We've restructured the the roster to to play the you know the way he wants to play that. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, on the other, on the other side of the ball, like Louisville city, for example, like if things go absolutely sideways the remainder of the season, I mean, I think pretty much regardless of what happens, coach Cruz is, has earned enough grace where he would, you know, he should be given time in 2024 yeah. to make things right. Like if Louisville city goes sideways, amazing. like you can chalk it up to a blip and, and like try again next season. Like that was like get out of jail free card or something, you know, yeah. but like, I, you know, I, if Coach the same thing happens next season, that's that's probably when that conversation happens. It's a little bit very, yeah, yeah, very, yeah, very different then. But uh, but yeah, he just ha- he, Coach Kim hasn't earned that that street credit. So that'll be a storyline to watch. It, should the team fail to make the playoffs? Speaking of that which, said, so we can get into nerd stuff. I did a, I did a lot of number crunching. Uh, oh, I'm excited. They're not in terrible position right now. It is. Making the playoffs is completely doable, I think, from where they sit right now. They they have not yet played themselves out of the running. Um, they, I think that's fair. I think what we mentioned while we before we recorded is like they have continued to do uh, this kind of is what happened in the Challenge Cup near the end too. But they've con- continued to do just the bare minimum required to move forward. Um, uh, so right now they have twenty one points. There are five games left in the season. Um, every team has five games left because it's completely even uh, as far as games played right now. Currently, 
OL Reign is in sixth place, which is the final playoff spot with 24 points. So they are three points ahead of Louisville. Orlando is uh, seventh place with 22 points. So one point ahead. They also have Angel City tied with them on points at 21. Um, and Washington is in that fifth. Washington and New York, uh, New, New, New Jersey, New York are are in fourth and fifth with 26. So five points ahead. Um, so I looked at this a couple different ways. So if every team were to get the same amount of points in the next five games and they as they got in their previous five games, the cutoff line for the playoffs would be 30 points. The um, That would put the sixth place team, uh, I don't recall who it was. I think it might actually be Angel City in that. Uh, that the sixth place team would have exactly 30 points in that scenario, um, which would basically work out to Louisville racing needs three wins and two losses to, to get to that threshold. Uh, If every team got like the same average points per game as they've had all the way up till now this season, that cutoff line would be 31 points. So that would, that would require three wins and a draw. So it looks like, I think the way, the way I said it, like I posted about this on Twitter a little bit, but I think bare minimum, they probably need, for sure, they need at least nine points to be able to make the playoffs. They probably need 11 points if they want to guarantee they make the playoffs. Um, so with that said, we have the next match is against the Thorns, which... I'm not. I'm not under any illusion. We're going to get points from that. Anything, m- anything greater than zero is, I think, okay. And honestly, <laughs> all things probably, considered. especially because Portland is one of the few teams that they're not going to be in contention for a spot against. Like that is the game where they could, they can get a loss there and they're not dead. Yeah, they're they're top dogs. Like I, I get it. Like that's that's probably not going to be the one. So then you're looking ahead to Houston at home. Away to Chicago, Orlando at home, getting away to San Diego. I mean, I'm really and that Orlando at game's huge. That's yep. probably I, who they're fighting for that sixth spot with. Yeah, and and looking at that, it feels like the Houston, Chicago, Orlando stretch is the the most feasible with the like the one to three points, the kind of questionable one being San Diego. So, um, I mean, by your by, you know, if if what you're saying is true, then then yeah, I think it's it's very doable, but the margin for error is small. If kind of very real... thin, they yeah. can probably drop that Portland game. They would need to win the Orlando game, the Houston game, and the Chicago game, and then that San Diego game is probably not absolutely necessary. But a point there gives them a little bit of a cushion. Yeah, we'll we'll know at that time. It could be very important. It could not be. You know, like so against like. Portland. I know we're kind of need to get every point that we can at this, but like, I mean, they're such, the they're is, such a good this, team. This said something about uh, like how <laughs> how even the league is this year. Like, no, just no one is, no one's pulling ahead. No one's dropping too far behind. I don't think anyone got more than eight points out of the last five games in the league. So it it is not a small thing to get nine points out of the next uh, five. Uh, they would probably be playing the best soccer in the league if they if they got above nine points out of the next five. But it is doable. Yeah. Uh, but the yeah, it's it got to start to happen on the field. 
Yep. Man, it's tough, you know, especially like the Portland. At least I just want the team to like, even if they're not going to get points from that, at least like look good doing so. Like well, against Gotham, and a bunch I don't of think they look is not going to get it done. They're at the point now where like <laughs> they can get some losses if they get some wins, but a bunch of draws is going to kill them. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You gotta you gotta risk it to get the biscuit. You gotta go for it. So I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. <laughs> it's gonna gonna be tight. It's gonna be to the wire. I mean, again. You can, you said this kind of earlier before. I mean, I think this is a playoff caliber team talent-wise. Well, and to put it in perspective, so they need at least three wins out of the last five games. They have gotten four wins out of the first 17. <laughs> so, so that's like they need to basically in the last five games of the season get close to doubling their win total. So it it – it's definitely got to, they got to pick up, like a change has to happen. Uh, I, yeah. I didn't actually look and see what their best five game, like if you include the challenge cup, they've gotten nine points in five games, but I think in the regular season, they've not. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot of these wins that we have are, are the challenge had, cup inter, interdispersed. They had three straight challenge cup wins. So like they have had a streak of, of that similar yeah. Yeah, there's not much of a streak to be said for their for the regular season. I mean, I guess it's the, the um it's the racing's win over Chicago on the May twelfth, and then May the twentieth they beat Kansas City. That's the only one I'm seeing if you're if you're factoring out the um the challenge cup. Yeah, that's it. So I I mean I'll ask. They are we'll not see. dead. It, it It is what they have to do is in the realm of possible things to do. They don't have to do anything in super, super crazy, but they got to win some games, which they've struggled with this year. Yeah. We'll be watching that one closely. We'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. So, all right. Well, Zach, did you have any additional thoughts on racing or just any overall general thoughts and things you want to talk about? Can we can we pour one out for a, a racing legend that's departed us? Oh wow, uh, man. I, I blocked that from my memory. I man, I got a Pope Lick monster patch for my jacket that I I was excited to show her and and now I won't get to. Uh <laughs> yeah. I, I still I'm still finishing up the jacket. I don't have it done yet. Uh Chiak, we Chiak is on a loan to Tigris in League MX for the rest of her contract. So, so pretty clear she's not not going to be coming back. And it was a crowded midfield. She wasn't getting a lot of time. So it makes sense, but it was a, it's a tough pill to swallow. Really, really fun player. We're going to certainly miss her. But, you know, from a playing perspective, like that's probably one of our deepest areas. I think she's going to eat up League MX. So I think she's going to feast down there. Good for her. Can't wait to see it. Yeah. And they got yeah. mascots down there too. So she's I think they she'll stream be all their games on Facebook. So they're super watchable. Oh, that's good. I didn't know that. Uh, I think or she, she posted about how to watch the games. I think they are all available for free, but I think you got to go to Facebook for them. Good to know. Ah, uh, Oh, was there any other news Benton? Um, Nothing crazy that's that's coming to mind. I'm just I'm you know my main main thing I'm thinking of is just what 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 lies ahead for both teams as far as their 
their their playoff hopes. We're in the home stretch for both teams. It's it's like it's it's business time for everybody. Season's flown by. Like I can't believe we're already. You know, we're, we're getting some nice weather. I got to finish up. my jacket because it's 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 jacket weather now. I can start oh. wearing it. There you go, and I get to break my jacket back out. I'm excited. Pod bros. Is it going to be cold enough? You think in uh, in in Colorado in the evening where I'll, I can wear my jacket? Much yeah, my wife's dismay. Even when it's warm, you can still get away with the jacket. I was going to mention. So you asked, you've never been in the thin air. We went on a hike when we were in Colorado last year, and it is insane how much of a difference it makes i like five minutes into the hike could just couldn't breathe it's like you you breathe in and you don't feel like any oxygen is getting into your blood it's very it's a weird sensation that's good because i'm already out of shape anyway so (laughs) it's a lot different than like the humidity type of struggling to catch your breath yeah it it, it's an odd sensation so let me know how that goes yeah i'll say I'll, i'll report back yeah. All right. Yeah, well, definitely we, check out Red Rocks. Red Rocks is really fun. It's right outside Denver. Yeah, I might. I'm I'm letting uh let my wife and, and her friend do do most of the coordinating. I'm along for the ride. See what they want to see. I just want to see nature stuff and soccer. <laughs> I'd be happy if that's it. All right. We've been uh we've been rambling on for nearly an hour. I think let we me know how good Almadou's parents' uh restaurant is. Yeah, I'll let you know if I get to go. It's a French restaurant. It had good reviews and stuff. I looked it up. So we'll see how that goes. All right. We're letting people move on their next podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure that you check us out on YouTube. Yeah. You can listen to us there and like, rate, review, subscribe, thumbs up, all the things. It helps us out. We appreciate it. That said, catch you guys next week. Take care. Vamos Marados. Bye. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.